Half time, the first, the first sentence that I said, like, if you have fear of failure, you will not succeed. You must have the guts to fail to succeed. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Some of these critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Willow Callahan, come in. Good morning. Morning, lads. I have to say, when I hear Adrian go, just because you beat a team, you don't go above them in the power rankings, I'm there going, <laughs> slight spoiler, that's exactly what's going to happen this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, like, what other way is there to do it? Like, do you, do, are you, are yourself and Tommy different in your approach? I know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you don't uh, reveal each other's Reveal the kimono. Skill. Yeah, you, can't, you can't, like, you got to keep your own, uh, I guess, Logic to yourself in case it's it's. Hold back out. your kimono there, Will is what what Shane is. Yeah, like, how do you how do you work it out? Look, I don't think the logic can be as simple as a team has a reactionary result against another team and then you push them above them. But I think when you get to this point in the championship, championship results and championship performances weigh an awful lot when it comes to how you're going to change the power rankings around. You'll see in a minute that there's very few changes. In fact, just one on the hurling power rankings since we spoke last Friday week. But then we've only had two games since. So therefore, we haven't had a huge amount of games to actually determine changes on the ladder. And I think it actually speaks to the consistency of the power rankings up until now is that we're looking at a case where we pretty much had the top four or five teams in the country in a reasonable position, you can argue maybe a place here or there where the top six were within one point of each other when they met in championships so far this season. And now we have a very clear top four, which is exactly the same top four as this time last year, because for the first time in nearly a decade, we've got a repeat of last year's uh, All-Ireland semi-finals. Mm. I'd forgotten about that, yeah. Mm. That's, like, what, what does that say about the championship at the moment as well? Like, It felt wide open heading into this year, and certainly the Munster Championship was very, very open, but... The fact that we're left with plus a change, I mean, would you have called that at the start of the year? Um, I think you would have thought the four teams who were in the semi-finals would definitely have been in contention to get here. Like yeah. everyone would expect Limerick to be, at the time, overwhelming favourites, maybe less overwhelmingly so now at this point. And again, they have to navigate a major change to their team, albeit they were able to sign posts at a couple of weeks out before the semi-finals with their captain Declan Hannan not being available for the semi-final next week. And, you know, Galway showed a huge uh, show of grit at the weekend on the back of conceding that late goal in the Leinster final, where it looked like their path to an All-Ireland final was going to become incredibly difficult uh, to have to get through Tipperary and Limerick. And now Galway are coming in with a little bit of momentum into that game against Limerick, a team who they've given plenty of problems to before, a team they match up well against physically, and a Limerick team who could well be without, will, will definitely be without Declan Hannan, could be without Keane Lynch, and without Gerard Hegarty being in form. So Limerick have found the answers when people have asked over the last four or five years, but... Uh, this Galway team off the back of the weekend looked like they could cause them a few problems in the semi-finals. Give or take, like a Tipperary result against Galway, like you could. E- that's the problem with the hurling championship. It's the problem with hurling that it's actually quite easy to predict the final four. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you were to go back a while back, you would have thought the Tipperary were going to be in a Munster final, a dead rubber against Waterford in their last group game. I think you would have thought they're now getting ready to play against Clare. That result has proved to be quite costly for Tipperary so in the end. So you can say, from this five, will come four. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think Cork probably aren't too far off um, in sixth place as well. But I think after that, it was fairly clear that the other teams weren't going to be in contention. We probably saw that in the Dublin game against Clare, where Dublin had enough for Carlo the week before in the preliminary quarterfinal. But then when they come up against the Clare team, who hurled a little bit erratically on Saturday afternoon, they'll be maybe a little bit disappointed about some aspects of their performance, particularly, again, uh, the wides, which have been racking up for Clare this season. But when David Fitzgerald ran through the middle of that Dublin team, they caused untold problems for Dublin uh, banged in three goals and two points just before half time were nine points up at the break and you just felt like there was only one winner from there and Clare were incredibly comfortable in the second half Tony Kelly getting three four from play Mark Rogers stepping over onto the freeze with Aidan McCarthy up in there from an attacking point of view I think Clare will be really happy the problem that Clare will probably have on the weekend just gone by were the issues down the centre of their defence and John Conlon still has to go through the return to play protocols over the next couple of weeks to see if he's available to play at number six he was a huge loss uh, when Clare suffered that 14 point defeat to Kilkenny in the semi-finals last year and their captain Conor Cleary at this point has to be a major doubt popped his shoulder a few weeks back apparently it was up until the Thursday of the Munster final before they made a decision that he would be unable to play it would be huge if they could get him back but it has looked like there's been a gap down the middle of that Clare team um, <clears throat> which Kilkenny would be absolutely licking their lips about exploiting potentially in a semi-final again albeit the injury news it seems this morning in the newspaper is very much mixed uh, for Kilkenny Mikey Carey won't be available for the semi-final looks like Mossy Keown who would have been a natural to put in around the square could well miss as well uh, but Adrian Mullen who I believe had a small operation on his thumb after the Wexford game is now in contention to come back in for that semi-final against Clare and if they've Adrian Mullen back and firing ahead of that it's a huge boost for the Leinster champions who I'm sure with their injury profile that they've had will have enjoyed having a three week break before playing in the semi-finals Just to remind the uh, fans of the power rankings uh, 18 down to 7 we have Kildare 18 Mead 17 down at 16 it's Kerry at 15 Leash 14 your own Offaly at 13 Will Carlo 12 Westmead at 11 and then entering the top 10 we have Antrim at 10 Wexford 9 Waterford at 8 Dublin at 7 do you want to talk us through uh, 6 late, to 1 late as stages, I was going to say a late stage of Shane when it comes to the teams who were there from 7 back so they haven't played uh, since we spoke yeah. last the only two teams that were involved were Carlo and Offaly the Joe McDonough Cup finalists and both of them as expected lost their preliminary quarter finals Carlo were that bit closer to Dublin while uh, Tipperary ran right against Offaly but I don't think it's a reason to drop either of them the fact they lost a preliminary quarter final Protocol wise, top six, do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, well, again, look, some of these teams are out of championship uh, before we get to the top six. I still think that uh, Cork are the next closest outside the teams who played in the quarterfinals. Uh, were perhaps unlucky to be knocked out in Munster, but uh, didn't qualify. Uh, then the switch you've got is Tipperary and Galway. So Galway go into the top four, uh, somewhat on the back of that win at the weekend against Tipperary. Also the fact that they're into the All-Ireland semi-finals. Uh, some Galway supporters weren't happy when they started the year in sixth, but they have risen up two places on the back of their championship performances after the league. And Tipperary have disappointed. It has been a real dud end to the summer after showing uh, so much promise to go and win in Clare in their first game in Munster, to have got a draw against Limerick. You're thinking this Tipperary team is ready to fire in the latter stages of the championship. So much firepower as we saw in the preliminary quarterfinal where they banged in seven goals. And then their full forward line is held 
scoreless by Galway at the weekend just gone by and where Seamus Callan and Mark Keogh came off at half time so a lot of that comes down to the way that Galway hurled and Galway made themselves very difficult to break down particularly uh, dropping Carl Mannion back was a very good decision by Henry Shefflin he got on 27 possessions during the game made five interceptions and the ball that he was playing out from generally around the half back line for Galway led directly to one goal and five in scores for them so as much as Conor Whelan gets a huge amount of credit for his scoring at the other end uh, Cahill Mannion was an incredibly good distributor and a really good reader of the game the question about Cahill Mannion now is whether he ends up playing in that position against Limerick or does he play in a more advanced role where last year he caused some issues for Limerick once they pushed him up so that's a decision that they have to make but they'll be delighted Galway as well that they've got Conor Whelan in the form he is right now seven goals and 15 from play so far this summer and he ran riot around some really good defenders at the weekend not too many people will give Cahill Barrett the run around albeit Cahill Barrett was coming back in a little bit cold and I don't think he would have played if Craig Morgan hadn't picked up a hamstring injury against Offaly but there were some very encouraging signs from Galway a Galway team who had to be carrying a certain amount of psychological pain from the nature of the Leinster final and the mm. scores they conceded as well. Skehel was a, a happy man on the Hurland pod. It turns out there's no love lost between Galway and Tipwell. No, he said he was like a Cheshire cat when he was leaving the Gaelic grounds at the weekend. Such was his happiness because he admitted he kind of felt the heat. I don't think he expected that he was going to be referenced at least twice in national newspapers yesterday. Um, by his own admission, he has said probably crazier things on the pod during the year. And yet this is the one that goes wild. So I think the thing he enjoyed most was the All-Ireland minor winning manager, James Woodlock, the former Tipperary player last week, who referred to the podcast as, I was listening to James Skell's podcast and I heard what he had to say about hating Tipperary. Oh, so, Will, your ego, I mean, come oh, on. Oh, look, for one week only, we have changed the title to the James Scale podcast. We will change it back next week. But, um, yeah, look, again, he got to enjoy it. In fairness to him, he called it. He said that Galway were going to be up uh, for the fight when it came to the game at the weekend. And that was a big part for, I think, for Tipperary fans, that the most, is one of the most disappointing things, is that they lost so many of the 50-50 battles. They put so much ball in uh, to that Galway half-back line, who were big men that came out with the ball um, an incredible amount of times during the game. It it was just such a flat performance from Tipperary, which is a huge disappointment because there were all the indications earlier in the year. And I still think the 2023 team has made a lot of progress compared to where they were in 2022. In championship, it has not related into the results that they would have expected. I think this Tipperary team would have been targeting, at minimum, earlier this year, a place in the All-Ireland semi-finals. Fourth shouldn't beat first in the power rankings, if they do, because that's all the comfort you're giving us. A bit like the last time we were on, Will, the only angle we could get was, if this thing happens, will you do this thing? Um, if fourth beat first, are they uh, swapping? No, I mean, they won't swap, uh, but will you put... I don't, think they'll, where, where, I don't think they'll swap, but it'd be a sensational result if Galway were to beat Limerick in the semi-final. Despite me giving all the reasons that Galway should have you know, loads of optimism ahead of the game on Saturday week, at the same time, you would still think that this Limerick team have maybe got that extra gear that they can bring when it comes to the semi-final. Remember this Limerick team, for all of the question marks that maybe have been there, that have been there in recent seasons, they've still got themselves into that Munster final on the last day, beating Clare in the Munster final to retain their title for the fifth year in a row. They go into the semi-final, even with question marks about players who are missing. The fact they won't have Sean Finn, they won't have Declan Hannon, they might not have Keane Lynch for that game. And still somehow this Limerick team tend to find the answers when it comes to big matches. So mm. respectfully, they're still at number one, despite the fact that so many people were trying to get ah, them off top spot. No and saying, hypotheticals last time we spoke, if Clare had won, would Clare have gone ahead of Limerick? And me thinking, yeah, maybe they would if they were Munster champions. But, and it's a, it's, um, a, it's a crazy if as well this weekend. I mean, maybe not a crazy if, but an unlikely if. 
Yeah, I think it is an unlikely one for that. I think Galway will come in as underdogs, but probably happy enough uh, to come in under the radar coming into that game against Limerick. And for the other one, Clare just really have to go into that semi-final and do what they didn't do last year, which was perform to the level that we'd seen earlier in the summer. So we will see if maybe for Clare... The fact that there wasn't a flatness about the performance against Dublin will be a big hope for them. But the only issue is the amount of injuries that they've picked up. And they'll be really hoping that uh, they clear up between now and then. Again, I'm not sure if Conor Cleary is going to be fit. I think John Conlon probably will come through, despite reports that he had taken a very heavy knock to the head. It didn't look that bad when he was coming off, but maybe it was a little bit worse than we had thought. And then there's a few other uh, kind of lower level injuries uh, up further in the team as well like Shane O'Donnell they need them all available if they're going to beat Kilkenny this time around because Kilkenny did a real number on them last season and maybe that's a case of Kilkenny are a bad matchup for Clare as well Kilkenny have definitely been the team that people have been sleeping on throughout the year there's this kind of feeling that ah are Kilkenny really that good (laughs) and yet here Kilkenny as Leinster champions getting ready for a semi-final again and probably feeling that they can go out and beat Clare for the second season in a row and get back to an All-Ireland final so they're probably happy enough that everyone else is sleeping on them. Absolutely. Well, listen, we'll, uh, we'll reassess the power rankings after those two semi-finals. So Saturday the 8th of July, we've got Limerick against Galway at Croke Park from 6pm. The following day, Sunday 9th, 4 o'clock throw-in for Kilkenny against Clare. Will, brilliant stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks, lads. Talk to you soon. That is the latest hurling power rankings. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable.